You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. Their spirits ascend to the Lord. No waiting, no penance, no worries. Can you say amen? For a believer, when you close your eyes here, you will open them in the presence of the Lord. Because here's the verse, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Say it again out loud with me. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now that is believers. As a believer in Jesus, you have an ultimate peace that you can rest in, which is knowing where you're going to go when your time on earth comes to an end. In today's message, Pastor Dion will be talking more about this and also about how the last days are going to play out. It tells us in the Bible that when we become absent from our bodies, that we'll become present with the Lord. There's no better feeling than knowing that one day we'll reside in heaven with our Father. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 as he continues his message, Jesus in the Last Days. So here are those details about this event called the rapture or the catching away. In 1 Thessalonians 4.16, here is what the Lord gave Paul. He said, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, that's interesting, with a voice of an archangel and with a trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, there's the word rapture, together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. And then in 1 Corinthians 15, the Lord showed Paul this and he wrote it to us. Verse 23 says this, But there is an order to this resurrection or this catching away. Christ was raised as the first of the harvest. Then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. And then jump down to verse 51 and here's what it says um, because it's already told us what it's talking about. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in a blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. All right, so those are the particulars. Here's what we know then about this catching away from Jesus and what he has revealed to Paul. At an undisclosed time, look at your neighbor and say, could be any day. Look at your neighbor and say, could be any day. All right, so at an undisclosed time, Jesus will split the heavens and the angel will blow a trumpet and shout a grito. Like, ay, 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 right? 
It's going to be a great, so loud that everyone, the, actually the grito is going to say, is going to say, come, the groom is coming. The groom has come. The groom has arrived. Come. All right? And at that moment, the dead believers, believers who have died, whose spirits have been in heaven with the Lord, will return to their graves where waiting for them will be a glorified body, is what we were told. Understand, when believers die, their spirits ascend to the Lord. No waiting, no penance, no worries. Can you say amen? For a believer, when you close your eyes here, you will open them in the presence of the Lord. Because here's the verse, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Say it again out loud with me. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now that is believers. Okay? Now understand, because when believers die, their spirit goes to heaven, but their body stays here on earth. Some of those bodies are in the grave. Some of those bodies are in the mantle of the fireplace. Some of those bodies are, are, have been bored in the ocean, in the water. Or maybe their ashes have been spread in the wilderness. And I don't know how God will do it, but he's almighty. He will find that DNA from that individual. And he will, for them, he will create or compose a new glorified body. So on that day, when the father tells Jesus, bring them home. Jesus will break through the clouds, the trumpet will sound, the shout will go out, those dead believers will descend their spirits and they will find for them a glorified body and they will begin to rise. Isn't that awesome, guys? And then we living believers will also be transformed. We're going to get a glorified body in the blink of an eye. In fact, look, turn to your neighbor and just wink at him. Just give him a wink. That fast. Can you imagine? I mean, we've been through this slow transformation, becoming like Christ, but at that moment, boom. All believers will get a body that's compatible for heaven. A body that's exactly like Jesus was after his resurrection. It was composed of flesh and bone. It can be handled, but it won't need all of the maintenance. Because this one we got is a lemon. Huh? Some of you are so young and you're thinking, what, what, you, what is he talking about? Oh, you'll find out. <laughs> I mean, when Jesus comes in that moment, he will transform our mortal bodies. We won't need sleep or food or aging creams or juicers or treadmills or vitamins or energy drinks, right? When you get that glorified body, you won't need whatever it is that you have holding yourself together right now. Girdles and braces and bifocals and Fixident and Lipitor and Prisolex and Metformin. No more! Everybody said, no more! And then and only then will you be able to shop at Forever 21. Because in one one-thousandth of a second, every believer, both dead and alive, will be changed from corruptible to incorruptible, from mortal to immortality. And then we will all vanish right then without a trace. Everybody say it. Caught up with the Lord forever. Now, the rapture will be the season finale for this church age. We talked about how we're in, the, you know, we're in a, se a season. 
the rapture will conclude. That will be the season finale. All the family of believers at that point will be in heaven with the Lord. And a new period or time will begin that the Bible calls the things to come where Jesus will have another hat, another role, okay? In the past, he was our almighty savior of the world. In the present, he is our almighty head of the church. And then after the rapture that he's taken the church home to be with him and the Father, in the future, Jesus will be the almighty warrior king. Everybody said, I love them all. What? The warrior king. In fact, let's read Revelation chapter 5. We'll begin to get the picture of this Jesus as the warrior king. Now, before we start reading, let me tell you what chapter 4 talks about in Revelation. In chapter 4, John is seeing the, you know, he has just seen all of the churches in Asia. He's just seen the seven churches of the book of Revelation, the church age, our age. And then all of a sudden in chapter four, he says, I heard a shout. And all of a sudden from that sound, after that sound, that shout, I was translated and all of a sudden I was in heaven. Does that sound familiar? He sees God's glory. He sees God's throne. He sees all the 10,000, 10,000 of, of, God's, of God's children up there. And he's just like totally amazed. All right, so the rapture has happened. He's experiencing that. And now in chapter 5, here's the unfolding of what takes place while he's there in heaven. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and loose its seals? And no one in heaven, on the earth, or under the earth, was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But then one of the elders said to me, Don't weep, John. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. So as John is there, he witnesses the, the kind of the rapture has taken place and he's experienced that and now he's in heaven. And he sees that scroll in the hand of one who's in heaven. And guys, that scroll is the title deed to the universe. All right? God owns the universe and everything that's in it. All right? But because of Adam's betrayal, because of Adam's treason and sin in the garden, Satan took possession and homesteaded the earth and the universe. He's a squatter. Satan is a squatter, a tyrant, a despot. So though God owns the title deed to everything that he's created, there is a despot, there is a squatter on the premises who has been holding people captive. He has been controlling it. In fact, 
You say, I, 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 I mean, if you have watched the news lately, you know that who's in control of things, right? But here's a scripture, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says this. The God of this world hath blinded the minds of those who do not believe. And he mentions them. Satan is the God of this world who has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. Satan's the squatter, the tyrant. He's the one that's holding things captive here. And then in the gospel narrative, it tells us how Satan offered Jesus up to half of the kingdoms of the world. Do you remember during his temptation? If he would fall down and worship him. But you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, no way. Because he will not settle for only a portion. Jesus wants all men to be saved. He wants all of creation back. Everybody say, all. He said, no way, Satan. In fact, right now, the earth is still under the power of the enemy. We know that. Romans chapter 8 says, the whole earth reels under the curse, eagerly awaiting its day of redemption. The earth does. That's the reason for natural disasters and climate changes and, and drought and global warming. Guys, it's because of this despot. The earth longs to be what it once was before the fall of Adam and Eve, before sin and death. This earth, it wants to be what it once was. But in order to redeem and reclaim the earth, the seals on the scroll that were in that hand needed to be broken. And so there's a question that's posed. Who is powerful enough to reclaim the universe from the devil and wicked men. The passage says that a strong angel, meaning that he was ripped, he's ripped, this strong, muscular angel, or, or that he's well-armed, asks who is worthy and who is able to smash God's enemy and reclaim control. That's what John hears as he watches this angel. Dude, you th I think you would be the guy, right? And there's this long pause. Nobody stands up. Nobody says, I'll do it. No one. No one is able. No one can do it. Nobody can get the universe back from that, the tyrant that's got it. And John, I mean, he, he feels afraid and worried that the earth will always stay under a curse. Starts crying, weeping. God, is it going to be lost forever? But then one of the elders tells John to stop crying. And he says, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, he has prevailed. Now, guys, at this moment, John doesn't know who that is. All right? Okay, who? When John looked to see the lion that the elder was talking about, he saw the lamb the resurrected Jesus still bearing the scars from the nails. <sighs> Jesus was an ultimate hero once before. He will be an ultimate hero again. In fact, listen to Psalm 2 describe it. Why do the unbelievers rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers together against the Lord and against His anointed one. 
But the Lord will reign from His holy hill, and He will rule with an iron scepter and dash the, and defeat unbelievers to pieces like pottery. He will reclaim it. Everybody say, the Almighty One. Now, there are a lot of powers right now fighting for control of our universe. Political powers, financial powers, demonic powers. But as the Texans say, they're all hat and no cattle. They're all, they're all bark and no bite, all of those. They fall short at being the ultimate hero. We're all waiting for some, there's someone that can just take us out of a recession. There's someone who can just lead us into, you know, glory. There is someone that can make us great again. Not here. Not anywhere in our perspective. No one in heaven, no one on earth, and no one under the earth. And we'll feel pretty, we feel pretty doubt, but hey, listen, we know there is one who will put everything back in order the way that it should be. His name is Jesus, the ultimate hero. All these others can, you know, they can, you know, shout and say that, do this and do that, do the other. They're kind of like the story I came across. A lion met a tiger as they drank beside the pool. Said the tiger to the lion, why do you roar like a fool? Well, that's not foolish, said the lion with a twinkle in his eye. They call me the king of beasts because I advertise. A rabbit heard them talking and ran home like a streak. He thought he'd try the lion's plan, but his roar was just a squeak. A fox then heard the rabbit. He had dinner in the woods. So when you advertise, my friends, be sure you've got the goods. The world will see that Jesus has the goods, right? Because listen, Jesus is more than a predicted prophet. More than a powerful preacher. More than a wonder worker. More than a suffering savior. More than a resurrected redeemer. He will also be known as the Punisher. Everybody say it. This is the new role in the future. He will wipe the floor with the devil and his followers. Just like we heard, he was almighty in the past as the Savior of the world. He made it happen, made salvation happen for you and I. He is the almighty head of the church who continues to guide us and lead us and provide for us and help us. And he will take us away. And he is the almighty warrior king who will put an end to the tyrant that is known as the devil who is squatting on this planet and who has destroyed everything. He will be the warrior, almighty warrior king that does that. Now, would you like to know how? Do you want to know how he's going to get rid of the devil? Be back. We'll talk about the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now listen. This is important. Catch this. Now, the first coming of Jesus, when he came as a baby in a manger, there are all those prophecies throughout the Bible about that, and every single one of them was fulfilled. He came exactly and fulfilled them exactly as they were said. Did you know that the 
prophecies to his second coming outnumber the first one, eight to one. Wow, there's a lot of details in there, isn't there? We will uncover and unravel Jesus in his new role as the warrior king who puts down the enemies and transforms this place into the kingdom that he intended. It's going to be beautiful. And then you will have the full picture of the person of Jesus, the one who we worship, not just the lamb, but the warrior king. Let's all stand. I love doing this. It's awesome. Talking about my Jesus. Now listen. There's one last verse. Because we know that Jesus' current position, we know that he promised he's going to come and get us. This verse, 2 Peter 3.14 says, And so, dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to live a pure and blameless life and be at peace with God. Now, it's not talking about perfection because we can't be perfect. But you know what we can be? is faithful. Look at your neighbor and say, be faithful. So until those things happen, until he opens the sky to call us home, be faithful and live clean and pure lives. Follow him. Listen to him. Grow in him. Be at peace with the Lord. Nothing matters but that. Father, we want to say thank you for meeting us here, for sharing yourself with us in your word. Right now I pray, Father, for those who might not have given their hearts to you. I pray for them. There's a hard road coming, and this would be the best off-ramp that they could ever experience. And so now I address you who might be in that situation. Maybe you've come to this realization that I need to respond to the Lord. He has been calling me. He has been wooing me. His spirit has been kind of just, I have a gravitational pull. I've been fighting it. But today, I want to surrender. If that's you, will you pray out loud with me? In fact, let's all pray out loud together. Father, I know I'm a sinner. And I need forgiveness. I've ignored you. I've run from you. I've even fought you. But today, today I surrender. I repent for my sin. And I turn to you and ask you to clean me, wash me with your blood. I believe in you and I accept you as my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. As we cling to the You've been listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova. We're so glad that you're here today. Pastor Dion has been getting up close and personal with the foundations of the Christian faith. And what better place to start than in the beginning? That's right, all the way back in Genesis 1 verse 1, which says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You might wonder why that would matter to the faith, but it really is one of the foundations. Think of it this way. 
The one who has the power to create galaxies out of nothing has the power to move in your life and circumstances. When you know that it was God who made it all, you can know that it's still God who's in control of it all. No matter how out of control the world might feel, you have this foundation to stand on. God created the world. He created you. And He has plans for you that have been in place since before the world began. Now that's a firm foundation. Thanks for joining us here today. The Simple Truth is a ministry out of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel in Española, New Mexico. We're coming close to the end of our time here today, but if you don't want it to end, I have some great news for you. Are you ready? We've got more great messages stored up for you. Just head on over to tmcalvary.com to find them. At tmcalvary.com, you'll find a link to our YouTube archives with hundreds of messages from Pastor Dion. Okay, well, we've run out of time for today, but we'll be back again with more from Pastor Dion right here on The Simple Truth. See you then. Let us join our hands and together we stand. Together we